up, everybody? My name is Nicholas Wade. Uh, I'm a junior here at UNT. <clears throat> I'm 20. Hobbies. I just kind of like to write and fight. Two extremely different things, but I mean, hey. Uh, and my favorite song at the moment is... What is the name of that song? Hold on. I was just listening to it. Listen up by Solomon. So y'all know how this finna go. Before we dip into the conversation, y'all, we finna go ahead and get into um, some icebreakers. So, hmm, the first one's kind of deep. Is are you living your life or having your life? I think I'm somewhere in between. Mm. Uh, when I moved out to college, I was at the pinnacle of my little short fight career, if you mm -hmm. want to call it that. Just came off the biggest stage that I would stand on. And now I'm here. Can't fight nobody. Oh. <laughs> right. Um, I moved from like the student to the teacher, and mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time trying to help young men like understand like, yo, you got a lot of power in yourself, mm -hmm. but you got to learn how to cultivate it, and then you got to learn how to control it. Uh, I spent this first year at UNT starting a boxing club, getting that up and running. I think I got about thirty members in it now. Okay. We got like twelve who show up consistently. Love my guys. They pushed me to be a better uh, leader. And they kind of helped me understand that you just got to slow down. Right. And that's helped me in all areas of my life, like my relationship, my friendships. Uh, it's definitely helped me with my uh, relationship with my parents. Mm -hmm. I can say, like, I am living my, I say I'm living my life. But yeah. I feel like I'm living the back nine of it. Little mm -hmm. glimpse at retirement. Mm -hmm. Well, I would say that I feel like you probably are, like, kind of close to your peak. That's the crazy thing. Like, I was telling my brother, I was like, hey, man. I feel like I'm living in retirement, like I just said a minute ago. He's like, what you mean by that? And I was like, well, right now I'm coaching. I've got a relationship. I really don't go nowhere other than work to the gym. Mm -hmm. Maybe I go out with y'all, kick back a few drinks, church. That's it. And then when we get out of this area, we finna run back into like this like fast pace. Like, all right, you know that you got this coming up, this coming up, this coming up. In the gym till God knows when, at church, whenever I can be outside of that. Man, it's been the rest of the time with Shorty, but it's just going to be fast paced. You know, mm -hmm. so this little season of like slowing down for this like two years, I feel like it'd be a good time to rest and gather strength. Mm. Because once Most we step definitely. out, it's on. It's on. <clears throat> Most definitely, I respect the answer. If you could see yourself through the eyes of somebody else for a moment, which person would that be and why? Well, that's kind of tough because there's a few people I want to know how mm -hmm. they feel about me. But at this current moment, I would say my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. I just want to see if I'm like actually being the young man that I told her I want to be. Mm -hmm. Holding true to that stuff. Like, she was just holding me accountable about something last night. So it's like making sure that you stay on your game with that, you know? So what was the most embarrassing moment from your teen years? Uh, I definitely say when I first started fighting. Like, when I found my coach now, mm -hmm. I thought I was kind of nice. I've been in the streets fighting. I was better than most people I met. But I never come up against an actual professional. That was a rough three minutes. I'm not gonna lie. I know you're not doing visuals, but I got mm -hmm. I got pictures and it's not pleasant. It's not I don't think well, if it's not pleasant, trigger warning. I'm just getting a karate kid. For him. <laughs> On me. He's having fun. No, oh, he he had a lot of fun. <laughs> he had a ball. He'd be telling people that story and I'd be like, dude, like why don't you do this to other people? He's like, we wanna ease them in slow. Have a nice conversation with him. I was like, where's my conversation? He's like, I mean, we had it after. Okay, no game. Ain't that what they say? Don't listen to them people. I don't listen to that. I don't <laughs> listen like, to that. I said, that's what them people say. It's like, look, he was not supposed to learn from experience. Why do you think that? Well, think about it this way. 
in life you're supposed to gather knowledge. Right. Because knowledge will turn into wisdom, but there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. What is wisdom? Mm. Is it something that's like inherited? Mm. No. No? What is it? Wisdom is applied knowledge. Mm-hmm. So while you gather in this knowledge, you have to learn. I had no idea what I was doing when I stepped into that ring with that man. Right. I didn't know how to block a kick. I didn't know how to throw a proper punch in that style. Mm -hmm. All I knew how to do was like throw hands. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have the knowledge that I needed. And because of that, I got an experience that I didn't want to go through. And then similarly, kind of like what we're going to talk about later is if you don't have the knowledge to talk to a young woman or talk to a man from whatever your perspective is, you're going to get some bad experiences. Right. You're going to either end up giving yourself out. You're going to end up like putting yourself out there. Like just. Yeah, we're going to talk about that later. That's that's interesting. If you could have any television, like TV show back. What TV show would you pick? And it can't be like any reruns, but like if you can bring it back to reboot it or continue it. Avatar The Last Airbender. That's my stuff. I I need an adult. Like, I know that they're coming with it, supposedly, but I needed mm-hmm. the adult gang. Like, yeah, I can do without Korra. Korra was so rushed and, like, sloppy. And then the last season was just like, ah. But Avatar The Last Airbender, for sure. I said the get down. Get down, yeah, I can see that. Um, this is the part where y'all got to like really tune in because this is when this gonna be kind of interesting because we're just gonna see how perspectives collide and defer at the same time. Today, y'all, we're gonna be talking about lust, particularly just lust in general. I feel like we don't really dive deep into this conversation for real. Like, I feel like we only touch, touch it on like the surface, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't really talk about it. So, with that being said, I'm gonna initiate it. So, let's go. How would you define lust in your own words? Lust is the desire for sexual gratification. Mm-hmm. It pushes you to seek sexual partners. It pushes you to just like get out there. That's what everybody's feeling when it's like, I just got to get me some. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing, it's empty attraction. Um, I'd say maybe just temporary satisfaction. Definitely. That's probably like the simplest way to put it. The flesh and the soul are two different things. But the yeah. flesh will never be satisfied because it's flesh. It doesn't know any better it doesn't and it's selfish so it wants to get what it wants you know so that's what i think then the question occurs like how does lust differ from love think about it this way the two are very different and i say that because lust is a feeling Mm -hmm. love is a choice and i say love is a choice because love is like all those hard conversations where you're like you know what so this is what i did in my past and you need to know about it because it can come back and bite us later if you don't lust is like hey you look kind of good what you trying to do after this lust is that you know what we got five, 10 minutes, but love is like, yo, can we take this time and like sit down and pray for you? Can we talk? Like, how are you doing? Like checking on that person. Love is always going to be one of those things that you have to choose. It's a commitment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But lust is something where you can just hit and run. Uh, I really don't have anything else after that. My bad. You, you, you said what you said? Yeah. I think that Dove said what he said. But he said, I, I agree. I agree. You can tell the difference. Because like I said, bro, it's like literally temporary, like in the moment. Like coming to college, you know what I'm saying? You single, you see everybody. You you see what everybody working with. So I feel like that time period, you know what I'm saying? You kind of go through that. Well, dang. Like, you know how people making them pre-assumptions. Like, I bet that sounds, you know what I'm saying? Like, stuff like that, I guess you can say. But more so love, I feel like it's both a choice and an action. It's a combination of both because it's way more complex than what we think it is. Like, love is very sacred. 
no matter how it's given out, no matter what it is, because you can love your friends, you can love your mama, you love everybody at different intensities and capacities. You love somebody, you do things that you don't even realize that you're doing for real because you value them. So do you think that lust is a natural thing? I think it's a fleshly instinct. I think that attraction is a human. And where we go wrong is that we confuse attraction for lust. Attraction is like noticing that you might need whatever is over here they say opposites attract when they talk about mm-hmm. magnets but that's because they recognize the difference in the polarity like yo this kind of completes this thing that we got going but with lust it's just like you know we want the same thing and when you lust for somebody once you come together that quick second you're gonna break so we think about those magnets when you turn it positive and positive they're gonna so if it's a green light on that lust y'all gonna go and y'all gonna leave but lust is i think it's something negative to be honest and i think it's something that everybody's gonna deal with because like i said it's a fleshly desire yeah and there are aspects of lust that pop up in even the healthiest relationships, but it's the context and the container of how y'all deal with that. But lust also don't got to be sexual. It can be after money. It can be after any desire, temptations as well. I think what I think what I'm saying is this temporary satisfaction for anything. I don't think they're ready for that. I mean, no, because that's what, that's what it is. Because we think about lust, people also be so quick to think about, oh, sex is more than just, like, sex involved, too. You can lust after money. You can lust after perfectionism. You can lust after so much. Hey, I'll tell you one thing that I lust after is definitely, like, for me personally, I think most of my lust is just contained to the ring. Mm-hmm. Like, even now, I got my stuff with me. Like, I got this last night. I've been waiting a year and a half for these shorts. But it's the context of what they represent. Because as soon as I got this, I was like, you know what? I should just drop it. I'll go back to the ring. Like, I know I can make it, and if I didn't make it in Muay Thai, I know that I'm hard enough to go learn from boxing, right? Right. But it's the importance of what I'm doing out here. That's crazy. Because I'm starting to see fruit from everything that I brought up here. Hey. And you can't abandon your garden in the middle of it. When I leave UNC, I'm going to leave a stable club that's going to help people that are like me. It's going to bring in young men and men and young women alike. People who are struggling with rage, lust, whatever it is that they're doing, I'm going to replace that with something positive. And I'm hoping that God can work through that to help these people. Like, yo. I mean, that's probably your ministry, though. Boxing's your ministry. You know what I'm saying? Shoot, that's, that's your the, calling, maybe. If that's the case, when we lay hands on people, we're not just praying. Oh, okay. What role does pornography and like other forms of media in shaping individuals' lust and sexuality? It destroys it. Mm. I don't think it shapes it. When I was like, trying to prepare for this, I was looking at the questions. I was like, what could I read? Like, I saw this question. I was like, ooh. <laughs> it's like conviction. I was like, all right, so what role did it really play? Like, I could talk about like my personal experience. It just shattered everything. Right. Like, I was numb for so long. And it's like, you would think about it. It's like, oh, this chick right here, but that's all act. One thing that a lot of people don't realize is none of that stuff is pleasant for these young women and definitely not for some of these men. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a painful process of trying to bring somebody else gratification. But then also... Most of the people that fall victim to pornography are young men. And then we got young men just spilling lives out so that they can get it off to this picture. And then that just damages so much because once you like once you ejaculate, once you nut, that's energy gone. It's Brother, like no creative joke. energy like that can be the use for something else. So I wasn't even touching on that topic. I was just saying you're wasting life. Like that stuff that makes life. I don't think people think about it like that. Cause I said like a mind is fragile. So like you said, I don't think it really shapes it, it destroys it. But more so they look at women differently though. They look at them as yeah. more of like objects, objects than yeah, actual person. And that they hold mind, like their concept and how they view things is perceived very differently. You know what I'm saying? Like very differently. But it also depends on how you see things from a worldly view or a or a biblical view. That too. Because mm-hmm. I think that my parents did the best did the best that they could to keep me in that biblical viewpoint. Right. And that kept me from like wandering too far into the dark. It's like that a stream. Too. So anytime that I would date somebody while I was like walking through like 
full transparency, I was I was stuck in this pornography for for a minute. Yeah. But the foundation and the faith of my parents and my grandparents kept me from going, yo, let me sever this. It always kept me from going too far, even mm-hmm. though I would wonder. And I think that when you talk about seeing women as an object, like, yeah, the Ramones were like, yeah, this young lady is mine, but it was never in that light. Content, yeah. Like, that was more in a biblical light, because it's like, if I say that you are mine, that means that I'm yours. And that's how it should be, but only mm-hmm. between two people. And what pornography does is it destroys the monogamy, and it helps everybody. Like, you know what, this promiscuity isn't, it's not bad. Or even so, like now, how they sexualize, like how they over sexualize women. So, do you think still, like people should at least go on a celibate journey for like at least like a good a year? I think they should do it until marriage. And like, I'm that too. Like, I struggle with that. I'm, I'm not even lie. That's why I was being realistic. I mean, I always think in the terms of like when you say celibate, you can actually see people who are listening over you and people that who actually want to like pursue you. You do have to be careful with that because once you've been exposed to that, that's where the hard part sets in. That's where it's like, you know what? I know myself. We shouldn't be in this space together right. by ourselves. Like I know for myself, like for doing this, this is more so when you take that desire away, you take time to self and you understand yourself. And I'm not just saying like your favorite movie, your favorite ice cream. I like, know what are your triggers? What make you happy? What do you do? What do I'll you want to do? Like yeah, like just get to know yourself as a person. Like what you like and what you want, what you crave in a partner. You know what I'm saying? So you can just see right through that bullshit, like. You will know because not only that, especially if you're on your spiritual journey, you're in partnership with God, that man ain't gonna like literally put some goggles on your eyeballs and like just tell you to be quiet and just look and observe. And you're gonna peep game. Let me tell you one thing that really helped me shape this. Like when I got into my like my relationship now, mm-hmm. I went on this retreat with my brother and we was getting closer to God, we was with each other. But we just went on all these seminars, all these talks. And then one that we went to, it said when you're looking for a partner, you just don't need, you just need to stop. Stop focusing on what the right person will look like and start focusing on how you can be the right person. Because mm-hmm. when you run into somebody that you're interested in, that's when you have to start looking like, all right, am I the right, like, can I be the right person for them? Exactly. Like, I don't believe, like, actually, I know I don't believe in that. It's like irreconcilable, ooh, I butchered that word, but you know what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Like, if you walk by a biblical thing, there is no, there's no, leeway for irreconcilable differences right the only grounds for divert divorce is adultery mm-hmm. if you step outside that marriage covenant that's when you can't do it but you can become the right person for somebody that's just do you love that person enough to do that and you're not changing yourself right. but you're changing the way that you talk to them because you are different people but you come together in like-mindedness right to be a team partnership courtship like this fighting she hated it but she can support it from a distance. If I come back, she'd be like, you just got beat up? You're not going to fight back? Well, I'm just going to fight back. So like, do you think we can mistake lust for love? Oh, 100%. Because once you, sex is a powerful thing. If you yeah. get in there, it's <laughs> raps. I'm, I'm just telling you, if you like, it's oh raps. Oh, my God. So what would be the confusion? Oh, because you like, oh, I love this feeling. And then most of these people think that they escape artists, they but like, I can pull out. Don't do that. Because if you go in, that's a whole nother power to it. Mm-hmm. It's a very powerful thing. And if you don't treat it as such, you're just playing with fire. Like all your parents would be like, yo, don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. But we never take the time to explain to our children why. Exactly. Then they get in there and they just be like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. All bug eyed like it's their first beer. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If we just took the time to break it down and go, you know what? If you do this, you're going to tie a knot that's going to take a while 
or a short period of intense, I don't even know to call it therapy, intense healing. What's that? Mm-hmm. To fix. Exactly. And it's going to be painful. It's going to be stressful. And you're going to be distraught if you keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Because red flags turn hot pink when you jump in there. So, okay. So do you think love can grow? Can love grow from bliss? Because you hear all these things about how mom and dad had a one night stand after they met on Tinder and it's right. I think that it depends on like where you are in your walk. Mm-hmm. Like if you meet this person and then y'all be like, you know what, we need to find God. I feel like it could work. So how do men experience and express love different from women? Service. Mm. So um, just to tie a little bit of scripture into it, Ephesians 5 is mm-hmm. basically how a man should love his wife, right? Right. It talks about how you're supposed to be willing to die for her. You're called to love that woman the way that Christ loved his bride. Mm-hmm. So it's in the little things you do, right? Like my homeboy, he likes to buy clothes, right? I put gas in the car. I feel like that's a little cheaper sometimes, but I also feel like that's a bigger service. She calls me and she needs something for the Uber. I got it. It's cool. She calls me and she wants something to eat. It's already there. Don't even ask. Like, whatever it is, like, if I can serve you, I want to serve you. Mm-hmm. Um, I really just feel like that sums it up. Because one thing that we've gotten away from in this world is, as a man, you're supposed to provide. Right. Like, you are taking this woman away from her family. And you were leaving yours to become one flesh. You are supposed to be the head of this. And y'all can argue with me till y'all blue in the face, but I'm telling you, the man is supposed to be the one who's like, I can take charge when it's necessary. The man is supposed y'all to be the leader, him. but good leaders know when to follow. Dad, that's what they be. That's a servant leadership. I tell you, like, there was a period of time with my girlfriend, but I wear the pants in this relationship. I was like, do your thing, shorty. But when it's time to speak, she hears me. Mm-hmm. I don't come at her in no negative, like, yo, right. I'm in charge of that. Like, right. I don't do that. God don't do that to me. Mm-hmm. And he has every right to do it. And then one thing that my mother told me, oh, I love this. My mom told me, son, all you need to do is listen. She'll tell you exactly what she needs from you. Don't put white leather. I mean, don't put leather on the cabinets that she wanted painted white. That's a piece of advice I took from my mother. And I was writing it, turning it into a poem, put it into my story. I published it. I shared it with my dad. And he's like, damn it. It's like, what? He's like, she just won't let this go. I was like, huh? He's like, go in the closet. And sure enough, I go in the closet. It is cabinets with leather instead of white paint. Mm-mm. And it's just a funny story because he's like, I tried to hook your mama up. She said she wanted a department store and all sleek and nice. I gave that Negro some purses with some leather cabinets. And she talking about white paint. There's lights on that things. I was like, that's so hood and ghetto. Leather on the cabinets is just interesting. Mm-hmm. But it, it just shows that like there's simplicity in just listening. Mm-hmm. Don't try to do it your way. Right. Give that give that young woman the time to speak and tell you what it is she needs. I don't have to worry about knowing what she wants. She's like, hey, I want to hear your opinion. Or she's like, well, you just listen to me. I just feel like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For sure. And young men, like, we just have this intense desire to fix things, to feel needed, mm-hmm. to feel like we're in service. And we have to quell that because we give better service when we listen, when we take instruction. How do women experience less? I feel like they experience less for these. I think it's emotion, emotional stability. Yeah, like emotion. Because like, then that ties into how the different sexes cheat. Yeah. Men cheat because they're looking for a feeling. Like, they're looking for that gratification. Right. 
something that they're not that they're either not earning at home or something that's just not being provided. Mm-hmm. They don't want to leave home, but they they need men need it. I, I'm, I'm not even a friend. We're simple creatures. Look, I'm gonna tell you right now. But we need <laughs> it from the right person. We need right. it from the context of exactly. marriage. We don't need to be out there just sewing royal orders. We need somebody to come home to. Like when I get older, when I get off of work, I want to come home to my wife. What if he could replace this? What if he could give me something that I'm not getting here and hold it? What if he could support me? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, where is it? Where's that scripture? But the Bible says the married man worries about pleasing his wife. The single man worries about pleasing God. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like this is a really good look at how the spirit and the flesh interact because single men today do not worry about pleasing God. They worry about pleasing God. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If Christ is the man of every, I mean, Christ is the head of every man, I feel like we just kind of kind of rotated what head we we're trying to listen to. Very much so. Snaps fingers. Y'all should be snapping right now. I thought said this so y'all can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the audience song without the audience, just more of audio. Now that was deep. I respect that. I like that perspective because it's different. Y'all like this conversation. It was it was very interesting, y'all. I think I did good. And he really just on like a lot of stuff that probably added he added more depth to the conversation. I can say that. Added more depth. Especially because I feel like honestly, bro. I feel like our generation struggle with this a lot. And they begin the way and it be screwing up the time period of when we're supposed to give was actually for us. But I mean, think about it from this way. You talk about screwing up. Well, to start off, dating is not even biblical. Courtship and dating didn't originate until the, what, 16th, like somewhere between the 16th and the 18th century. And it was really just an adult play date so the parents could make sure that their kids wasn't thinking that they was escape artists. Because condoms weren't invented at that point. That's crazy. So this was to make sure that, yo, y'all are compatible. And if y'all going to get into this, we make sure that this is a good fit for the family. They was worried about legacy. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, everybody's worried about themselves. Most people stress out about how am I going to get out of this situation. I could care less if I'm dirt poor. The only thing on my mind is how do I build this legacy? And I was telling the story mm-hmm. the other night. I was like, yeah, a few days ago when I was just in my head, it's because I didn't know what I was going to do about this legacy. Because I didn't see my next step. So I was praying and I was distraught about what's going on. Right. Because not only am I bringing you into this, but now I have to think three generations ahead. Because in the Bible, it talks about how the good man stores up for what, the children, for his, his children's children. Hello. Generation. Hello. Like, Generational. It's not about That's to be no struggles over here. Yeah. If I have to struggle to like penny pinch just to put like money up to build a firm foundation so that my son or my daughter can go and continue to carry this legacy, that's what we about to do. I respect that though. I'm just in the general like. I know this is a lost generation. It is. Like, I'm saying we lust after so many things. Like, that's why God humble people. He love humbling people. Where he'll take everything away where you're literally like, it's just you and him. He'll like, like, what's up, bro? Like, he would, like, if he got to cause death, he will cause death if, if need to. If he needs to, like, you know what I'm saying, take away your car, he will do so. If he took away your job, he will do so. Because it's just more so like you. I realize with God, he's selfish with his kids. Like, he want his time and he going to get it one way or another but more so of like whatever you like and he got it that's what he's wanting to bring to the attention like it's just that discipline and to that point of him getting his time right if y'all are waking up in the wee hours of the morning mm-hmm. in the middle of the third watch pray 
on me eat. I'm telling you, like all that, like that restlessness. If you pray, you get tired. If you pray, he's gonna start talking. If you pray, mm. your eyes will be open. Gotta put you to rest to, to speak mm. to you. Cause I could tell you that there was like a three month period where I just couldn't, where I couldn't really get nothing. And that's because I would wake up and try to go back to sleep on my own. Man. But when I started like getting like, all right, what do you like? What is it that you're trying to tell me? Mm-hmm. Start hearing stuff. Mm. I remember there was one night he said, "Yo, you're not judged, but you've been warned. Down this path is only death. Flirt with it at your own risk." Y'all know the vibes. This season four. I can't believe we're here for four seasons. Oh, my gosh. I'm not going to graduate. That's even scarier. This year? No. Heck no. Next spring, I'll graduate. Oh, I'll be around. Yeah, I just got a whole new, I just have a whole new line of, And probably like some of the same voices you hear, you probably not going to like. They're not going to be a stranger. Y'all know we'll be a little family over here. Well, my house, my door is always open. Yeah, was for some people. Um, yeah, cause baby, that was a conversation. I'm really reflecting. Um, I love those type of conversations. I think they kind of they important. Yeah, to just have in general. And I'm not a surface level person, so I like to like understand and learn people. Like I'll say, kind of arguments just to say like what they gonna say or like how they think. You know what I'm saying? Just to see like. But you got to do it with the right person because if of you do course. it with the wrong person, you just be like, all right, look, Negro. But yeah, you got anything that you want to say in particular wrap up your final thoughts? Um, Social medias. I mean, y'all can follow me on Instagram at nicholaswade.underscore. Uh, that's on Instagram. Y'all can reach out Period. to me. Go do that. Y'all can watch me fight if y'all want to. I'm kind of nice with it. I'm getting there. But other than that, I mean, just... Stay firm in your faith. And for people who find themselves in leadership positions, it's by example and not at all. Hello. Uh, to the young men, you have to be, you have to lead. And I implore every young man to figure out what it means to be a leader, mm-hmm. to be a Christ follower as well. Because you can't lead until you follow. And if you're not following the right thing, you'll never lead. Um. Yeah, so I just say stay tuned for more more everything. We got a lot of stuff in store. I'm kind of excited to see where this goes, where we finna go, who platform we finna be on, who show I finna be on. You know what I'm saying? Nothing but like-minded people. And let me just remind you that networking is not just networking with people that's already famous. Networking is networking with those people in college that also have that same vision as you. And not even the same vision, but hunger. For success like you like you network with those people too bro like have friends of different specialties please lawyers uh forensic science people you know art people like the police stop being afraid of them oh but the police aren't that bad only certain ones are yeah certain ones you can tell yeah anyways yeah um make sure y'all follow the instagram and the tiktok on so y'all can stay updated um y'all make sure y'all be safe stay prayed up focus on you bro get your shit done bro you're not missing out on nothing like do not make the world make you feel small see y'all later